Welcome to Weekend in Drama Land, the official podcast of It Started with a KDrama.com. We are dedicated Asian drama lovers that are ready to spread our wings and bring our love for dramas to a whole new media platform. Together, we watch a blend of Korean, Chinese, Taiwanese, Japanese, and Thai dramas. On occasion, Filipino dramas as well. As best friends in real life, it's only fitting that we get to share our love for crazy tropes, chocolate abs, killer OSTs, and so much more with all of you. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, and let us guide you through the world of all things Asian dramas. I'm your host, Andrea. And I'm your co-host, Tiff. As a disclaimer, we're native English speakers. While we're expert drama watchers, we are not expert speakers with our languages. We are bound to fail at some pronunciations, so please don't mind our mistakes too much. We will strive to do our best and learn from our errors. In time, we are confident we'll improve. Today's episode is 100 Days My Apprentice, episodes 1 through 4. Shall we begin? Sure. For those of you who aren't familiar, before Tiff dives in, I'll quick do a small synopsis of what the drama is about. And this is a historical drama. It is a prince is the victim of an attempted assassination. He falls off a cliff and subsequently wanders for 100 days under a new name and personality. During that time, he meets the head of a prominent detective agency. Okay, when Andrea suggested for me to watch it, she was like, Tiff, we haven't done a podcast in a while and you haven't watched anything in a while. It's time to go watch something. So she had watched the first two episodes at the time and she's like, you'll love it. So I think I started watching the first episode on, I want to say either Tuesday or Wednesday, somewhere now. Anyway, the main thing about this is that there's a lot of so many plots of like revenge and betrayal. So like when I watched the first episode, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this because a lot of like backstory and a lot of just, yeah. A lot of, in the beginning especially, a lot of political warring, as I called it. Yeah, well, it is during, like, I guess, a warring's period. The Jossian era. I don't really know a lot about that. I need to go read a book. Um, So, the main thing is, this is about the royal family and um, usurping the throne. Because the king was, I guess they murdered him? I don't remember exactly what happened to the original king. But what I do know is that his younger brother, I think it's his younger brother, end up taking over the throne. But this is after a lot of treachery. They had to kill another noble family. And this noble family had a son and a daughter. And the girl's name is Yoon Yi-seo. That's her original name. But we know her as Hong Shim. But anyway, the boy's name is Lee Yul. And he's a very cocky little kid. And um, I'm just going to go by the name that she's going as an adult because I'm kind of tired of switching up names. But anyway, Hong Sim, as a little girl, she, I guess, helped one of the little boys that was being beaten on upon by Prince, pain in the ass, as we call him, so Prince Peter. So if you hear me say Prince Peter, we're talking about the prince, who also goes by the name of Wan Duk later on. But anyway, so Prince Peter was playing soldiers, being the general. Basically, he was just finding excuses to just whack on the other little kids. And one of the little kids was rescued by Hong Shim. Therefore, uh, Prince Peter was like mad. He's like, oh, she made a fool on me. So him and his buddy concocted his plan to get in trouble with the local huntsman. Well, they then thought that like she was murdered by him. But actually, the huntsman was just a really nice guy. He just looked really mean. 
So yeah, jokes on them. <laughs> exactly. Like he thinks she's dead, and there she is inside the little hut, and they're just having dinner. But anyway, um, he starts to really like her, and see, he had a boo boo in his arm because I think he yeah he fell, and so she took the like I guess it was like a really intricate. The words like, like a, a ribbon, yeah, like a hair ribbon, a hair yeah. ribbon, yeah. It was very pretty. It was uh, embroidered, and she took it from the end of her braid and she tied the boo boo on his arm. And you know, she asked, she's like, "What do you like?" There's something she asked him, something or something, and he's like, "I like you." Was like, yeah, it was really adorable. It was adorable, and like that's the point where like he's in love, and he said that he wants to marry her, but of course it was not to be. His father. Along with this really horrible dude named Kim, Kim Cha Yon. Oh, nasty, nasty man. Which we'll get into yeah, in a the moment. left state counselor. Who Ooh. becomes the left state counselor. Yeah. yeah, this dude was horrible. And basically they killed off um, Hong Shim's people. They killed her father. Luckily, she and her brother escaped. But it was said that he was dead. Although, apparently, um, evil left state counselor obviously knows the brother's lie Because the brother is his personal ninja. I actually don't know what the name is for people in South Korea that do martial arts and uh, you know, sneaky assassins. So forgive me if I call him a ninja. I just don't know what else to call him. They look like ninjas. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to stop skipping around because it's really hard not to. So the main thing is Prince Peter's father's buddy killed off Hong Shim's people, killed her dad, tried to kill her and her brother. Obviously, her and her brother are still alive, but... It ruined her life and it left a deep, like, sadness upon Prince Peter. Also, they had his mother murdered. Yep. Okay. And I don't know why the evil left state counselor said, oh, your wife can't come with you on this journey. And then all of a sudden, oh, she fell and died. Yeah, I just had this accident. My foot. Yeah, you obviously we know. know it was plotted and planned. and It was totally orchestrated. And, like, obviously, um, Prince Peter's father knew that she was going to die. And poor Prince Peter was crying his eyes off. And left state counselor, he's like, oh, this is the last day you can cry. And now you have to be the crown prince. So, that's, that's so, like, uh, sort of looking for... Um, horrible... Yeah, despicable, like soulless. I don't know. Really terrifying experience for a young child to go through. Witnesses, you know, his well, the left state counselor at that time wasn't the left state counselor, but just a minion slaughtering. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He went family, and he's witnessing the whole thing. So not only is he dealing with that, but then he learns that his mother's dead. Well, he learned his mother's dead first, I think. No, or maybe it was after. I don't know. I no, it would have to be after because... It was after, yeah. yeah. but still, it was like, it was just one horrible thing after another. And, like, because of Hong Shim, he actually learned how to read properly, which I thought was so cute. Because she's way smarter than he is. And you find out later, she's still smarter than he is. Because mm-hmm. she actually called him stupid. She called him fool. As a child. Yeah. Yeah, that was fool. the name she had for him, was fool. And when he grew to like her, all of a sudden, he was inspired... Oh, I need to study up and become more educated because he wants to impress her. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad that he spends all the time waiting for his mother thinking that she's going to come back and he's going to show off the fruits of his labor and she doesn't come back. 
And it's just like his childhood ends just like that. And it ruined him. And then we get to, to present day. He's now like in his 20s and he's in a really bad place. As the crown prince, there's a lot of responsibility thrusted on him and he's developed this horrible personality. He's cold. He's ruthless. He says everything is dot, dot, dot. Uncomfortable. Everything. This makes me uncomfortable. I'm in an uncomfortable maybe situation. Maybe we should start uh, Call him Prince Uncomfortable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should start a drinking game every time, time he says, says uncomfortable. uncomfortable, take a drink. Because it seems like every episode, he's constantly saying, this makes me uncomfortable or quite uncomfortable. Oh, if I did that, I'd be drunker than I was when I watched Crazy Rotations. <laughs> yeah. So, that's he just turns this horrible person. All he cares about is, like, doing what he wants to do. He's very petulant at times. And he's forced to marry, and of course, the crown princess, his wife, is actually the daughter of the evil left state counselor, because he wants to get more prestige for his family. And like, when you like learn a little more about the left state prison, uh, I I wish he was in prison, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking of East Penn Penitentiary, hmm, nearly Halloween. What kind of anyway? I think I come up with a nickname for him other than Evil Man. Um, anyway, left state counselor, his family is very rich. And they, in fact, have probably more power than the actual king does, from what I'm seeing. Like, he has ninjas. Lots of them. And he's got plots out of everywhere. Yes, it's just like, every way you turn, he's has, like, endless money, or, like you said, ninjas. Lots of or ninjas. other things, just everything's at his disposal. I know, it's It's like this all-powerful man, and he's using it for evil, wicked deeds. My question is, why doesn't he just kill off the king and become king himself? Or declare himself as emperor? That's what I'm kind of curious. Is that what he's going to try to do? Is just destroy the king and then just take over? I don't know. But then there's lots of other plots. Like, that the crown princess, whose name is Kim So He Hyai. I can't say it. I told you before. I can't speak languages. Anyway, she's pregnant, but is not by Prince Peter. She had an affair with someone... That's not of the appropriate class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she's trying to disguise it. And she doesn't hide the fact that she's not very fond of the prince because he won't touch her with a 10-foot pole. He just, he has no interest in her, wants nothing to do with her. But you can't blame her being that her father is the one that had his mother killed and killed off Hong Chim's father and their people. I mean, you can't really blame him. So, yeah... But then we get into the actual mystery of, like, what's really going on. Like, the medical maid, she was killed. And this is after an attempt was made on the prince's life. However, that was actually, it was poison. That was done by his stepmother, who wants to get his younger half-brother as the crown prince. So you have the stepmother trying to kill him. You have the left state counselor trying to kill him. And a lot of people that are annoyed with him, I'm probably sure they're trying to kill him, too. Yeah, especially because he isn't the nicest guy, so you can see people that would hold grudges against him. Yeah, he's very rude, and he can get away with it because he is the crown prince. He really lacks respect and manners. Mm -hmm. And I guess growing up the way he did, obviously he didn't have a mother to grow up with and to help teach him to be softer and nicer. Yeah. To grow up with manners. Exactly. The only manners he has is twisted ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can tell there's no love lost between him and his stepmother. 
But it seems like his half-brother Achi might have some respect for him. Like, it seems like he's not that bad of a kid. He just has a really shitty mother. Yeah, that's true. Because, mm-hmm, like, I, I know, to... like, when we get into episode four, I um, know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but, uh, like, how when uh, the stepmother is there pretending that she's so distraught over the fact that Prince Peter's missing and that he could be dead and her fake crocodile tears. And, you know, and then, you know, the son's like, oh, but mother actually is sad. Don't be angry with her. And he's not doing it to be, like, facetious. He genuinely thinks his mother's being nice because he's so whipped by his mother's machinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, his mother doesn't have a any good intentions no. towards the prince. Not at all. She, said, wants... she wants him dead. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, it... I thought it was particularly cruel where when she brought the meal to the king with uh, the prince's like favorite food mm-hmm. and she just kind of makes the excuse, oh, that you like that too. And of course, the king got angry and lashed out, but she made some pitiful excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so anyway, lots of wicked, evil intentions, people trying to mm-hmm. kill the prince. and Yes, and then, of course, we have the actual, like, really good plot to kill him, and it nearly worked. Um, I'm trying to think, where was he going? Oh, he was investigating the, the death of that medical maid. And this was, like, all after he discovered that his wife is with child from someone else because he's never had sexual relationship with her. And it becomes quite a mess. And since he would not copulate with her, so her father, the evil left state counselor, he ends up sending his ninjas to just take care of Prince Peter and his uh, retinue. And so what happens is... He, like before like he nearly gets killed by the ninjas he and his best friend slash guard switch clothing and sadly his best friend slash guard is killed in his place and you see him falling off the cliff cliff into the river yeah while he's running and then he falls hits his head on a rock and he becomes unconscious and And luckily survives yes and that's where the hundred days of him having amnesia begins where he's discovered by Hong Shim's adopted father in the woods. And they bring him in. They pretend that he's a man called Won Duk, and which is kind of a godsend because poor Hong Shim needs to get married because the crown prince was really annoyed about the how, you know, there's no rain. They've had a horrible drought for a while. So it's like, oh, maybe if everyone gets married that's of eligible age, maybe the rain will come. Yes, because of course he doesn't want to sleep with the princess mm-hmm. so to, he's just trying to be a jerk about it yeah so he's like if i have to suffer with her everybody else should suffer so everybody mm-hmm. of marian age has to be married immediately yes and poor hong shim she's being beaten over her backside with a paddle and um her adopted father convinces the amnesiac wong duke which is prince Peter, to marry her but it was Quite a hassle just to get him even to do that. Yeah, because it's like, even though he lost his identity, it's like his exact personality is exactly the same. Nothing about him has really changed, except he doesn't remember who he is. Exactly. That's the only thing. He doesn't know his real name, and he doesn't know that he's actually the crown prince of the entire region. Otherwise, he's still the snarky, sarcastic, pampered little prince that he always is. And that gets him into trouble. He ends up taking a... 30, I can't pronounce this, starts an N, like, loan, which is really, really high. You could buy a house and then still have money left over. He got conned by a 
loan shark, basically. And that becomes a problem because he's getting all these fine things because all he can think about is finery, but he's never going to be able to pay it back. They're poor. And he has no money to his name because in this state, he's no one. Mm-hmm. And due to his upbringing, he has no idea how to do anything because he's been served his entire life. Mm-hmm. So why should he have to know how to do anything at all? And he doesn't like uncleanliness. Like, and he nearly had a heart attack when uh, one of the ploys to get money to pay back a loan is to do like a, um, oh, the Japanese have a name for it. I forget what it's called, but basically it's a jackerball trade shop. There you go. Where people make a request and you get paid to do odds and end jobs. That's basically yeah, the solution agency. Yeah, she yeah that's it. what I was trying. To, but that's yeah. basically like from me reading a lot of manga. That's what they the jackerball trade shop where they just get a request and then they do whatever they need to do. So that's what they're trying to do, but he fails epically. He doesn't want to put his arm into manure to find a gold ring. He doesn't want to be leech bait. I can't uh, say that I blame him on the leech bait one. I don't think I'd want leeches sucking on my Well, actually, supposedly, blood, it's actually very good for your health. Yeah. <laughs> but he really went screaming out of the water on yeah. that one, which was really humorous. It was. Cause it was just Cause like, be... he, had to know, he didn't even know what a leech was. For him being as educated and smart as he was, I was kind of a bit surprised that he had no idea what a leech was. He's definitely an idiot. <gasps> no. No, we won't call him idiot. But apparently when he took that tumble, he lost some of his brain matter. Let's just say he is book smart, but not street smart. Yeah, that's what the boys in my college course call me too. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what it is. Like, you could read him something in the book, but he has no practical knowledge, basically. So, that's, like, basically what we end on with episode four is that they're in deep trouble. Also, he was trying to transport water, but he ends up having a flashback of a memory because he's walking by the left state counselor and he ends up breaking the pot. So now his debt has increased. And of course, he doesn't want to do any work and poor Hong Shim's just like, you got to work in order to live. Yeah, and she basically has to transform into the the terrorizing housewife because mm-hmm. he can't do a single thing or he just outright refuses. Exactly. He really is Prince Peter. Yeah. So she's in a bad place because the loan shark's going to come knocking eventually for that money. And if the prince doesn't get a great idea to make a lot of money quickly, they're up shit's Creek. Let's put it that way. Yeah, basically, um, Hong Shim is going to be sold. And being that she is 28 years old, she's probably not going to fetch a good price. And she's a little homely compared to like some other beauties. So that's the problem. So yeah. But the good news is our Prince Pita is not just forgotten. There's a guy from, I guess it's an investigation bureau or something. Yeah. He's like where that. he's looking into the medical maid's murder, even though Prince Peter said, don't do it. And like, he has a feeling that there's something really going on. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, like, the wheels are turning. Yeah. And he's getting hot on the trail. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when he's getting too close, now the left state counselor's little ninja assassin dude has been kind of swooping in and taking out anybody that might give him a further lead towards the and it's so sad that the that the main ninja bad boy is hong shim's brother who she's been looking for and it's devastating knowing that he's the bad guy and all she wants to do is see her brother not knowing that her brother has sold his soul to the devil basically and i mean when that all comes to the head especially because 
we know Hong Shim and the prince are going to get a, a lot closer as mm-hmm. they spend time together because it's also in the synopsis and and the previous, the previous shows we yeah. see. Plus, we know this is obvious what happens in these type of shows. So they're going to get very, very close. I don't know if they're going to get that close, but they're definitely going to form a really good emotional bond. And then he finds out that the very man that's been trying to off him is the older brother of the woman he likes. That's not going to go over very well. And also, this deal with the fact that his wife, the crown princess, is going to try um, passing off her bastard as his son and heir. So that's another problem, too. There's a lot of problems in this, but I like there's a lot of comedy, too. Especially when Prince Peter just freaks out about every lesson that gets him dirty, how he fell into the manure pile, and... Yes, it's just very comical, his his reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, he really is a goof. <laughs> and especially for some of the events going on in the series. It's great to have those lighter notes. Especially because I don't do a historical too often. Mm-hmm. So when I do, I don't want one that's too heavy and too dark i like it to have a little balance exactly i don't like super solemn ones like i tried watching the first episode of orang and the magistrate and something just annoyed me within the first five minutes i don't know but yeah like i'm really glad that we started it i'm trying to think if there's anything that was really important into the review that we should make uh-huh, i don't know thinking 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 of course there's like with the cherry blossom tree that's really significant in it like with some of the money that he borrowed he got a tree planted in the yard i'm pretty sure that tree was not there originally no i don't think it was yeah so it's like interesting even though he can't remember he instinctually wants that tree and he was actually chasing after her in the was it the first or second episode maybe the end of first was it the end of the first beginning of the second where like he sees her holding her hand out and petals are falling onto her hand because she was in like the main city yeah, and then he got to deal with that, too, that she was on the bridge, and there was a guy that fell in love with her in first sight, and how he's going to go, that's going to go over with her being married, although it's not a legal marriage, being mm-hmm. that, uh, that's just not going to fly. And there's, I feel like a, a teeny bit bad for the crown princess, because once it comes to light that she, uh, committed adultery, I'm fairly certain that it's going to be off with her head, or whatever, um, death sentence they give her it makes me a little sad though but yeah. so it really makes me wonder what the left state counselor has up his sleeve to well his goal is to make sure that the prince Peter is dead and they're gonna off that kid off as the heir which is of course gonna piss off the queen because then her son's not gonna be able to be the heir because there supposedly is a royal issue from the crown prince that you know that son will inherit his position and of course the crown princess will become, like, I guess, the regent in his place until the boy or girl, I should say, well, hopefully it's a boy, because a girl can't inherit, so obviously it's going to have to be a female child. So yeah, that's just how it's going to be. But I know that, that obviously, at the end of these hundred days, he's going to come back striding in there like, yeah, I'm the crown prince, and my wife's a slut! You know, something like that. Not that I'm slut-shaming, but you don't do that. You don't cheat on your husband. But anyway. So yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see him remember and mm-hmm. just get back at everyone who has been against him and trying to kill him all this time. Exactly. I mean, I know he's not the nicest person, but I don't think he truly means bad. I think he likes messing with people and kind of, what is it? Just being having the ability to use his power. Plus, he likes to play a lot of mind games. 
Like at his birthday celebration, he asked for bows and arrows, looking for those specific arrow that killed the medical maid. So, you know, that's like where he's playing mind games. Um, also, he likes to give word problems to his underlings. And then he's like, oh, you can't go home until you solve it. Um, but yeah, the uh, guy from the investigation bureau, he was the first one to kind of understand the problem that he left about Tuber. And then when the prince said, read Tuber and then he changed it because there was another character that needed to be written down. And then it was like clicking his head. Oh, yeah, now I know why the princess is being so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know in the preview it looks like. Hong Shim's gonna run into that guy on the bridge again. I don't know how that's gonna go. I just mentioned that earlier, but I'm really wondering how that's gonna go because he really seems to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of really took a shining to her when they first met and looked when she went under the bridge and mm-hmm. he kind of helped make sure that nobody saw her go down there. And then he went down there himself because, of course, now he's intrigued. Mm-hmm. And he's following her around and oh boy. But yeah, looks like... She's going to do a lot more lying. And I don't think her brother's going to show up on the bridge. Because he's evil ninja man now. Yeah, but yeah, if anyone what... can tell me what like the proper name of those assassins are, just let me know. Because yeah. I only know it by assassins myself. Like, so I, just I don't like, know what the... I mean, are they like, you know, assassins fighting against the Templars? Ooh, Assassin's Creed joke. Anyway, no, but like, there probably is like a true real name for like that type of um, people in South Korea. Because... Obviously, I only know from the Japanese name. Like, they're not shinobis or something. Anywho, do we have any other points to discuss? Uh, maybe not as important, but there was a lot of funny stuff leading up to the wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where... yes. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh, 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 yes. The mill. The water mill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot. That would be, like, really bad of me to forget. The guy that goes in with Prince Peta talking about oh because um, Hong Shim's like oh what we did in the watermill very misleading she's lying and he's and like the oh. reason that they're even talking about the watermill in the first place is because the Lord wants her as a concubine His as the fifth, fifth concubine. concubine and Hong Shim definitely doesn't want to be an old man's concubine let alone his fifth mm-hmm. so she kind of devises a plan to basically kind of make herself sound deflowered and less less appealing so the the water mill is basically where people go to sleep together let's just put it bluntly to have adult relations yes yes that's the polite way to say it i'm trying to be polite <laughs> and yes basically the guy that went in with prince Peter, he's like oh the scenario could have went this way where um hong shim's inside there and Prince Peter comes in and he's all manly and then he has his way with her. And he's like, no! And Prince Peter's like, no, 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 no. Then the guy is like, oh, maybe it's this way. Prince Peter's already in there and then Hong Shim comes in and she has his her way with him. And he's like, no! <laughs> Just funny. <laughs> the scenarios were funny because we actually physically saw them as well. Yeah, because you're seeing basically his... acting them. Yes, it's hilarious. And also, uh, Prince Peter does not like being touched by anyone. He gets very upset when anyone touches his person. And as Tiff said, he's also obsessed with cleanliness. Very. So after he gets really, like, dirty and fell in the big pile of manure, uh, 
he doesn't think any old water is good enough no, for him. No, he needs to have a proper bath. So he ends up going into that lord's house, steals his rose water bath, takes a nice bath, and steals his clean clothes. Because he doesn't want to wear worn clothing. He wants brand new clothing. And of course, with the lord being a nobleman of sorts, he's, got, he's like, oh, these, these will meet the prince's standard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after the wedding, there was boots he had to return. He did not want to give up those boots whatsoever. Yeah, he was, he kept hanging on to them because he hates those straw shoes. They're not very With comparable. a burning passion. I mean, he's like running from the guy. And he succeeds for a while until Hong Shum finds out. Because he's hiding at the woodpile. And she marches over, grabs a hold of him, returns the shoes, and he has to wear the straw shoes. And he's not happy. Yeah. She's still being very vengeful, which... Of course, is justified in her case of all the, of all the th- bad situations that now the prince has put her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although he really was just that foolish not to know that he was being duped into a high-interest loan. Hmm. And even after he was told, it still wasn't sinking no, in. No, he's like, no, big brother's taking good care of me. He's like, I oh, know you're not, buddy. You've just been duped. Yep, and majorly. So that really, really made him look like a fool. Yeah. And even everybody in, in the village thinks that he's so weird and such a fool. Yeah. And I feel bad for Hong Shim because mm-hmm. she basically has a husband who can't do anything at all. He's useless. Absolutely yeah. useless. So then she has to use, like, kind of excessive force and cruel words to get him moving. Mm-hmm. And he, like, at one point... And the last episode didn't even want to go back to her. Yeah. Because he was telling the other couple. The other couple, yeah. That she's just horrible. Yeah, and mean. (laughs) And like the husband of the couple's like, you're just going to have to go back and beg. (laughs) And of course he thinks that's beneath him, so. Yeah, it's funny. He's like, oh, I've never begged in my entire life. And then Hong Shim's like, there's a fly on you. Bows. Just like that, yeah. look, you bowed. Look at that, you can bow. I think by the end of these 100 days, he's going to learn some humility. I hope. I hope so. It'd be, hopefully it's a good learning experience for him, too. Mm-hmm. To actually learn how to do honest, hard work. I mean, obviously he's from a noble family, but I'm hoping, as you said, it does teach him some humility. And maybe once he goes back to being a prince, and hopefully that's still the case, mm-hmm. that... He might have more respect for the people that he's serving because right now he just doesn't seem to care about anybody Mm -hmm. except for Hong Shim as a little girl that he was over the moon about. Other than that, you do not see him show any emotion, emotional reaction or affection towards anyone else. Exactly. Like, I'm really do hoping that he will be a better future ruler like for all i know at the very end of the show his father's going to be deposed in some for- form and he will become the king like i have a feeling that probably what's gonna happen is that all of the bad people including his father's is gonna have to be wiped out which is sad to say but this is historical drama which means that's kind of normal when you're going based on that period where people just like a whole bunch of people that are like traitors they just get yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah like something funny though like prince peter Connor. Reminds me of Young June from Secretary Kim, where at first he's this cocky bastard, forgive my language, and through a woman, he's humanized. 
So I wonder if that's how it's going to be, but, you know, a little different being that he's the crown prince. But that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Because I do like his, like, sassiness and... He's fun. I mean, he's, a, he's an ass, but he's fun! I like fun characters. And, of course, Hong Shim, she is just a firecracker. I like a female character that, like, does not take anyone's crap. She's like, mm-mm, no, uh-uh. Not pulling it off on me. Exactly, and, uh... Nam Ji Hun is who plays Hong Shim, mm-hmm. and I think she just does such a great job. Like her character is so like vibrant and realistic. Even the anger with her husband and her being frustration. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything just feels very, very real. Even though I can't relate to the time period. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vibrant, their costumes are so beautiful and the colors are just so rich mm-hmm. i love her when she's wearing the handbox yes I, I knew that the name was on the tip of my tongue but yes she looks magnificent and the colors like that red just looked so beautiful against her skin even like the pink like shawl looking thing but like i like how in like the prince's i guess little household they wear those different shades of blue and prince p looks so good in that darker like royal blue like, I just saw so he looks so good, and his hat had peacock feathers. I just like how nice these costumes are. They're not, like, super elegant. Like, as in they're not, like, looking like they're made out of gold, but it's just beautiful the way they are, and, like, um, the, the embroidery is so nice. I'm really a big, like, fan of costumes when it comes to a show. I want them to look nice. I think this look really, really pretty. Just, just by different color shades. So neat! Oh, yeah, I thought the, um... His silk outfit that mm-hmm. was printed with the hyacinth. Yes. Set. Just beautiful. They, they make beautiful things over there, I guess. Like, you ever notice, like, a lot of, like, the Eastern Asian, they just, their clothing, like, the embroidery and the colors. Oh. So exquisite. Absolutely that's exquisite. That's the word I'm looking for. Absolutely <laughs> exquisite. Of course, I would never look good in that. It just would never work. I'm, like, so pills. Horrible. But I just love how beautiful color is over there. Like, they're so colorful. I, don't know, I just thought I'd like to throw that out there. It's good costumes. Hey, yeah, you gotta talk about it. You like you like the costumes. I do. Yeah. Very, very squid. Very... So, like, some predictions for the next couple episodes. I'm trying to think of something. Because there's 16 episodes in all. We just watched all four that are available at the current moment. So what do you predict? Kind of as, like, a guide to see how it goes. Yeah, it's tough. I definitely see more of the prince struggling to kind of figure out who he is because at the end of episode four we find out where he's like i'm completely miserable i don't know who i am or what i'm supposed to be doing i just have these things that i do know and these natural reactions to things but he's so confused and lost so i do understand that so i'm Kind of thinking we'll probably see him doing more detective work of his own. Mm-hmm. And part of the synopsis actually says that um, they formed the first uh, Joseon Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if that's Hong Shim or... Could that be the guy from the Investigation Bureau? Like, he seems like he's really clever. Like, what if he becomes, like, a detective? Like, yeah. I think that that would be... That would make more sense to me because he's very intuitive and like he's not giving up on this case. Although he was told by Prince Pain in the Butt not to go any further. Like he's like, no, 
there's something about this I have to check out. And finding out from his superior who leaked all his information while being completely smashed at, I guess at the uh, pleasure club, brothel. I, I don't know what it was. There's a lot of very pretty women and I'm pretty sure that they're uh, doing the lewd things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he ends up slipping all the information to the investigation dude. I have to write down his name. I only have four people's name down. His is not on there. But anyway... Okay, there there are quite a, a lot of names and exactly. a lot of people playing an important part in what's going on. So mm-hmm. we just kind of wanted to focus on the core. Yeah. Plus, the Wikipedia uh, article was really badly flushed out. But I was having trouble because I was just trying to look up Wiki really quick. So anyway, so like my major prediction is that. Because he's being so duped that Prince Pia is going to start developing so-called, I have air quotes going on, romantic feeling for Hong Shen, but they're, I don't think I'd really call them true feelings. It's just going to be like Stockholm Syndrome, maybe? But I feel really bad when he realizes, like, once he gets memory back that she's actually the girl he likes. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that there's definitely going to be more of the left state counselor and his evil machinations like he's going to come up with a scapegoat for whoever killed prince peter obviously he's not dead they're gonna find a scapegoat someone who's can't defend themselves which is really sad and of course ninja boy he's gonna probably be doing more killing and ninja things um trying to think i think basically was probably the next couple episodes just a lot of more plotting the queen really pushing to have um, her son be Prince. Of course, we got Kim So Hyai saying, oh, I'm pregnant. This is the prince's baby. This is going to be the new monarch. Yeah, because exactly with him gone, he she can lie. easily lie mm-hmm. and no one else is going to know. Yeah. And, she'll, and like, of course, uh, her father's going to have, like, any major attendants lie. Saying, oh, yeah, it's the prince randomly visit her in her chambers one night and therefore that's how that happened although i think that like the king would figure out that that really couldn't be it but the king is so duped i know i think he's a a whole new level of stupid yeah there's a name for people like him that are easily swayed the name is not like the word's not coming to me right now i'm filling up my own native language Uh uh-oh but yeah, he's easily led astray. There we go. We'll leave it at that. He allowed his wife to get murdered. He allowed another noble family to get murdered. All because this guy, the left state counselor, said, yeah, do this. And I'm pretty sure the left state counselor um, organized the death of the older brother, who was the actual king at the time. I'm pretty sure that this dude's just been killing yeah. political figures for years. Yeah, he just seems to be at the helm of all of that. Yeah, like, he's a megalomaniac. Like, I said for, I'm surprised he hasn't tried to grab the reins of the kingdom. Like, why isn't he the king yet? Why he did knows. he choose... Maybe he has a carefully construed plan to yeah. get as close as possible. But then I guess, the by have, I guess by having his grandchild become the king, I guess that was his ultimate plan. And still reap all the rewards. Exactly. I mean, I said before, he has more power than the king does, from what I'm understanding. Yeah. 
It's like, you know, it's the king is more like a his puppet. puppet. Yeah. yeah. But see, he's a puppet king. He's not even the real king. All right. Well, that's, I guess, the gist of everything. I don't know if anything else to add. If I left anything else out, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably sure I did, but. Yeah. There were some pretty good stuff that that does happen in the first four episodes. It's important to note the first episode is kind of a lot of information overload <laughs> and some backstory. So it's really like a building block to the story. So I recommend that if maybe mm-hmm. the first episode doesn't grip you in right away to at least try the second episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at least make it to the first four episodes because as the story goes on uh it actually develops more of an identity and personality and it does take more of a comedic approach so it may not be as dark and heavy as in the beginning as i said there's kind of a nice little balance between the two yeah, as I said before, when I first watched the first episode, I'm like, uh, I don't feel like it. Then I got a second one, I'm like, yeah. So yeah, definitely, you know, give the second episode a try after you watch the first. It just throwing out all the building blocks of how the story begins and the backstory. I think there's a lot of dramas where the first episode usually is kind of cringy because you got so much crap to throw at you. Plus, it's also nice that we actually get to see uh, idol actor Dio from EXO as the prince, which is really cool because up until this point, he hasn't had a leading role in a drama. He's had like side characters and has definitely had an acting presence, but I think he's definitely one of the more talented idol actors. So some of you may be hesitant when you hear the word idol because while some of them, to be fair, don't really have acting abilities, but I definitely think if you check this out for Exo's Dio, that alone, I think so far with the first episodes, uh, you won't regret it. Yeah, I think At least that's how I feel because I've definitely seen development in his character and it's so fun because I think... Even though the prince is, like, so stoic and cold, it just seems like uh, Dio has, like, such expressive eyes and mannerisms that mm-hmm. there's actually depth to his character. Mm-hmm. And just little, like, twitches of, like, the jaw and just slight movements in his face, like, that's really, really good. So I'm very content with the cast thus far. I love, um... The guy, the gentleman that plays Hong Sim's uh, adopted father. He's hilarious. Like, there's a few different characters in that village that just are, they're absolute riots. They're ridiculous. They are. They add some fun personality and, and different dynamic to the story. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if he's, I don't know which one's the mayor, but, like, the one that's, like, sucking up to, the, to that lord that wanted another concubine. He is such a character whining because he wants the edict about everyone getting married to be done. And he's like, look, Lord, whatever, whatever. I'm very sure she got her spankings. I really thought that she's going to say, I'm dying. Please let me marry Lord, whatever. Yeah. Just got funny characters. It is. And speaking of the marriage, I know we're, we're going back to things. Mm-hmm. It's fi- kind of funny because everyone believes that the drought issue is caused by the prince not 
producing an heir. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how when he actually is getting married to Hongshim, dark rain clouds like start to roll in and everybody's like, oh, this curse is like broken. We're finally going to have some rain. Next thing you know, uh, not happening. Mm-hmm. It clears. So who knows? Is it purely superstition or whatnot? But it's still not raining and they're still in a drought. And hey, the whole village is married now. So yeah. Well, they believe that it's the imbalance of the yin and yang, mm-hmm. male and female. So they feel that if the male and the female were to combine in a embrace, that things would go better. Well, obviously, Hong Shem and Prince Peter did not embrace at all. So it'll be interesting while we're on that topic if in the 100 days, do they end up consummating their marriage? would be very curious. And would it decide to reign? Because it kind of seems like in the story that they're set up to be, like, kind of faded. Exactly. Like, I bet, like, by the end of the show, they'll be like, I truly love you. I truly love you. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then... Get some pouring rain. rain. And everyone's like, oh, thank the rain gods, or whatever they believe in, and... Something like that. I can totally see that happening. So do I. (laughs) And then, like, the goofy people in the village are running around going, it's raining, yeah! That would be funny, though. And then he would take her to the capital city. His wife will be punished for her deceit. The left state counselor is thrown to the wolves or whatever punishment he gets. His dad decides that he's a really crappy ruler. So then Prince Peter takes over. He's the king. Hong Chun becomes the queen. They find out what her true identity is. And then, boom, everything is wonderful. And then the queen can go pound sand. <laughs> we can be hopeful. Especially because some, some historicals don't end up very happy. I'm Especially the ones that, that follow um, more real mm-hmm. kings and people from that time period. I know. But I can be on the list. I know. I know there's going to be I'm some. I'm praying for kind of a happy ending. Especially after the amount of horrible experiences they gone through as child. I mean, if anybody would have post-traumatic stress... It would be the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even if it doesn't have to be perfect, but as long as the left state counselor is either drawn and quartered, hung... I don't care. Well, as long as he gets his due, I yes. will be content. And the same with And the queen. queen. Yes. She, too, can be drawn and quartered, or she could eat something bad that turns her beauty into hideousness you know just something that yeah. or even the princess don't doesn't necessarily have to go to uh super bad to die but maybe she's just be jailed for life or she becomes an outcast and she's thrown out of polite society i mean yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not that cruel poor and she has, has to live uh as a poor woman with a her child that's you know of course a bastard and the guy that she's had the child with like says nope i'm not doing it and she learns what humility is and all that. But that's fine. Like, I'm not a sadistic individual when it comes to that. But as long as everyone learns a valuable lesson about being treacherous, I will be okay. But, like, I have this feeling that Hong Shim and Prince Pain the Butt will actually get together in some form. Even if he renounces his crown princeness and he decides to become a humble farmer. That's cool. That's cool with me. Yeah. Maybe he decides that maybe it's better not to be a prince. Maybe he'd rather be a humble man in a humble village. That's cool. 
It's kind of interesting because even as he's been a prince, you've never seen him really take any interest in the role. In the role, like he really doesn't want to be there. Mm-mm. But then on the other hand, we see him as an amnesiac and he hates being poor. So I kind of am interesting to see what's the balance. Is he going to live a sort uh, is he going to live a poor commoner life or does he want to stick as a rich nobleman? Maybe Hong Shim will soften him mm-hmm. and change his approach. As a potential king one day. Yeah, maybe he'll be a know. better king than his father. I don't know. It's a lot of different options. Yeah. But we definitely need to get a good, reliable king in there. Mm-hmm. Not someone who's going to play the puppet to another's evil deeds. Nor do we need an evil man that thinks that he is above the law and above morality. So I think we're going to conclude there because we're just backpedaling over everything and talking but yeah it was it was actually fun yeah it's a good show i'm really glad that andrea told me to check it out yeah this is actually tiff's first historical i actually made it through more than five minutes yes (laughs) victory yeah okay okay we shall now conclude if you made it this far we must have done something right we really do hope Thank you for watching and supporting our podcast, which is hosted by Castos. If anyone has any suggestions for future segments or recommendations for other shows to watch, please feel free to leave us a comment on the blog. It started with kdrama.com. If you have the time, please also take a moment to rate this podcast and leave us comments. We are available through Castos, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Until next time, annyeong! Annyeong!